Great to be with you guys this morning. Wasn't that an amazing time of presence of, of Jesus in, in, in the worship? Really, it's fantastic just to come and to gather and to praise him. Um, I wonder how many of you have seen the film a Schindler's List. It's on my all-time favorite three films, okay? And there's a scene near the end which just gets me every time. So if you've not seen it, um, I recommend it, though it's not, it's not a light-hearted watch. It's not kind of something you want to... So it's sort of just light-hearted, but it's very deep and meaningful. And um, it's all about kind of this... It's set in World War II, and there's this businessman, Oscar Schindler. And uh, to start with, he sees the Jews as cheap labor. You know, he's trying to make money. He just sees, you know, these, these Jews as, oh, great, you know, I can get some cheap workers. Um, but as he goes through the film, he gets convicted and disgusted by the Nazi regime. And he, you know, more and more, he recognizes this is, this is not right, and I need to do something about it. So he begins to hire workers simply to save them from the concentration camps. This is based on a true story, Oskar Schindler. And he, he, he hires workers, basically, just to save their lives from the Nazi, Nazi regime. And he ends up sending himself and his business bankrupt doing this and saving the lives of more than 1,000 Jews. True story. And there's this scene at the end, which has just got a picture there, where he's about to go into hiding, okay? The, um, the, the Nazi regime has become aware of, of his motivation, what he's doing, and he's surrounded by more than a thousand people. He's literally bought their lives from death. He's surrounded by these Jews. That he's bought their lives. And he's there with his sec secretary. And he just looks at kind of the lives around him. And he looks at what he's got left. And he, and he just breaks down into tears. And he says, I could have done more. I could have done more. I wasted so much money. I wasted so much money. He looks at his car and says, the car. I could have sold the car. Ten people. Ten people right there. That car, ten more lives. And he's, he's wearing a little a Nazi pin. And he, and he, and he says, the pin. I, I could have sold the pin. You know, I would have got two people for it. At least one. At least one person. One more person. And his secretary uh, says this thing to him, which I would love to be engraved on my tombstone. He says, there will be generations because of what you did. There will be generations because of what you did. Today I'm speaking about being fruitful in life. And I want the third strand of Forest Town's mission to be rooted in the gospel, planted in family, fruitful in life. And I want to say, is there anything better to live for in life than there to be generations in the kingdom of heaven because of what you did? Is there anything better you could give your life for than that? You know, do you want to you use your life for something that matters? Live for that. Live for generations to exist in the kingdom of heaven because of what you did. You know, one person we bring to faith and their children and their children's children. And it spreads out through history. And so there's generations in the kingdom of heaven spreading outwards throughout history. And we know it's not about us. It's about Jesus through us. But dedicate your life for that. Wow, there's nothing more I can imagine living for. So I want to start with that thought. And Anne's been helping us to know what it means to be a member of this church. So we'll just have a quick look at that, Jesse. Just a reminder quickly on this, that being a member at Forest Town, there's a sense to say, yes, I'm in. Um, so intentionally uh, signaling that. And there's a grounded course as well, which will help you understand more about the mission, the values, the heart of this local congregation. So you can signal and say, yeah, I, I want to belong to this. And, and that's a great place to start. And then following on from that, really this sort of five things, I think, which you'd say this, this means you're a member of Forest Town. If you pray for your leaders and for the church, if you are someone who gives 
to, this, to the mission, is someone who serves with their time and their talents. If you're someone who shares your life, so with your home group, with others around you, in an accountable way, you're part of, part of us, and you're on mission with us to see others who are rooted in the gospel, planted in family, and fruitful in life. That's what it means to say, yes, I'm in. I want to belong to this. Okay, and so many of us have said, yeah, we want to we do that. We want to belong to this congregation. I want to look at a scripture this morning, if you want to turn with me. It's Matthew 28. And Matthew 28 is just going to help us understand a little bit more about what that mission is, what it means to, call, to, to belong to that mission, to see others rooted in the gospel, planted in family, and fruitful in life. So I'm just going to read from verse 16. If you haven't got a Bible, don't worry, it's going to appear on the screen behind me as well. So it's Jesus speaking, and, he's, and the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven. Everyone say all. Say all. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So I'm just very quickly going to pick out a few things that stood out to me on that passage. This is uh, also known as the Great Commission, Jesus' last instructions to his followers on earth. And verse 17, you'll see, it says you know, that some doubted. You know, I want, I want to be honest. There are some seasons we all go through where we struggle with faith. We've, we're resting with big questions. And I want you to know you're welcome here. You're welcome here. You're welcome in this local congregation when, you, when you're struggling with questions. You, know, you might need to take a break from serving for a while. That's okay. You know, that's fine. You can do that. You can, you can signal to whichever team you are, and say, hey, I'm just really struggling with some stuff at the moment. Be honest. Be real. I was speaking to um, someone the other day about what it means to belong to, uh, to church, to really belong. And um, the way I would say it is this, that church is the one place, I know it's, it's not a building, it's people, but it's the one place I can come and fall apart. It's the one place I can come, be real, and fall apart. And I know there are people, loving people around me, who love Jesus, who will help me be put back together. You know, that's what it means to belong. So, one of our values here at Forest Town is authenticity, being real with who we are, with how things are going. And I personally know it's really tough. When you're struggling with doubt particularly, I think sometimes church can feel a really hard place to be. I want you to know you're welcome here. Please just come. Be honest. Be real. We want a journey with you on that. I also want to mention as well, in verse 18, Jesus doesn't exclude those people. Do you notice? He doesn't say, then Jesus said to the rest of them, the holy people who weren't struggling with doubt, you guys, just you guys. Now, you guys go and make disciples. He just says, go and make disciples. He just, it, you, know, it, you know, some people were struggling. It's, he just says the command to all. So verse 18, it then says, all authority. We don't do mission on our own strength, and we don't do mission for our own agenda. It says, all authority has been given to me, therefore. So there's your link, okay? Jesus has won the battle, Therefore, we go and tell people the good news. It's Jesus who is building his church. That's, his, that's the plan. There's no plan B. That's the plan. Plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. The, lo, you know, the local church is the hope of the world. That's Jesus' plan. He has the authority because of the cross. We're following our master commander, Jesus, in this mission. Not building our own little empires. No, it's his kingdom, his mission. And I want you to know he really, really loves his church. He died for his church. This is, this is it, folks. 
And then I just noticed the command. He says, make disciples. So it's a command. It's Jesus' last instruction to his followers. And he says, make disciples. Not make converts. Okay, not make sure that people have the sinner's prayer. Make disciples. So that's more than just a moment. It's about helping people to a, meet Jesus, and then follow Jesus with their lives, teaching them, he says, to obey everything I've commanded you, discipling others. As Jesus has, 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 has changed your life, it's discipling others in that way to go. Okay, so it's not about how many people can you get to say the sinner's prayer. It's about discipling others. You know, the, the early disciples were called followers of the way. It was a way of life that they had. So we know that people aren't projects. We can't do this except with Jesus' motivation of love. And it's really important to know that only Jesus can do that life change. You can bring your friends and your, those you know to Jesus, but ultimately, only he can change lives. I want you to know today, if, you're, if you've been coming to church for a while, maybe you're not sure, actually, what you think about Jesus. Maybe you're not sure um, if, you, if you believe in him or not at this point. I want you to know, but maybe you look at, say, say the worship and go, oh, there's something there. I don't know, those guys have got a sense of joy, a sense of freedom, a sense of peace. And this, this person I know, they're going through a horrible time, but there's something that they've got a hope in the midst of that. I want you to know that's Jesus. Only he can do that. Only he can do that. So, you know, if you, if you feel like, you know, do you know what, I, I want to know more about that. Come speak to us. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love, you to, love to introduce you to this Jesus, because he's the one that makes all the difference. And um, this church as well, another kind of verse linked to this is um, Acts chapter 1-8, where Jesus says to his disciples, wait in Jerusalem, you'll receive the Holy Spirit, and then you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. And so the way that Forest Town works that out is, is we have a local mission, if you like, or Jerusalem, and then we have sort of a, the wider UK, a wider mission, Judea and Samaria. And then we have the ends of the earth, which is things like Romania and Cambodia and things like that. So we're kind of working that out on those sort of levels. And this morning I wanted to um, tell you a little bit more about STEP uh, because um, as well as working for Forest Town, I also work for a charity called STEP. So I want, um, that's one of the ways that I see local mission in this area. So STEP's mission is in schools, in secondary schools. And um, its, its phrase is telling the next generation. We want to tell the next generation of young people the good news about Jesus. So we're going to secondary schools in St. Albans and Harpenden, and we do RE lessons, we do assemblies, we do lunchtime clubs, after-school clubs, mentoring sessions, CUs. We have whole year groups of young people that come to our church building for, and spend a whole day with us looking at different subjects. And our mission is for a, a relevant and lively Christian witness in schools, and that to be established in all secondary schools in St. Albans and Harpenden. We've got about 13 or so schools at the moment that STEP is, is working in, which is really, really good, but we want to we we have them all. There's still a few we're not in. And our, our challenge, this is a challenge I lay down to you, our mantra is this. Tell us what you're good at, and we'll find a way for you to do it in schools for Jesus. Tell us what you're good at, and we'll find a way for you to do it in schools for Jesus. We have a lady who came to us and said, well, I'm good at flower arranging. What can you do with that? She's now leading a flower arranging workshop for about six or seven young people at our retreats. They absolutely love it. They just hang out with her, arranging flowers, and they chat about faith, about life, and it's incredible. And she's having a fantastic time doing it, and the kids are having a fantastic time doing it. Think outside the box, guys. Whatever you feel, I don't know, but I'm good at this. Come tell us. We'll find a way 
for you to do it in schools for Jesus. And there's loads of stories I could share um, of some of the work of STEP. I'll just give you a couple to give you a flavor. Come talk to me more afterwards if you want to know more. Um, in lessons, you know, we do a lesson called Who is Jesus? I remember it was um, last year, actually, 2016, where there was a young person in a, a lesson. Um, we'd just gone through the whole lesson. He just stayed behind. And Who is Jesus is all about, okay, who is this person in history who divides our timeline? Did he really die on the cross? Did he really rise again? It's really the, the, the nuts and bolts of the gospel. And so this young person stayed behind, and she just said very simply, I want to know more. Tell me, tell me more about this. Can I have a Bible? We're like, yeah, absolutely. Here's a New Testament. We showed a way where you can go and read a bit more about who this Jesus is. It's a great opportunity. Young people are just hungry to know more because many don't have that upbringing or that understanding at home, in their home. Or the retreat days. You know, come and see a retreat day sometime here. Okay? You, get, you have a, a, a free Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, often when the retreat days happen. Come and have a look. You know, that literally, um, this whole church is, has you know, 120 young people in all different workshops going on. And some of them are, say, a flower arranging. Some of them are doing pottery. Some of them are learning about Sabbath and rest uh, w- w- in a workshop. They're playing games in here. They're doing interactive experiences with iPods and, and going through an, on a spiritual journey. And all these different activities are going on right around the church. And it's all hosted by the local church, and it's, and it's all then tied together in a talk where young people hear a little bit more about faith, about what, you know, what actually it means to find true Sabbath, true rest, true peace, and the one who can, can give them that. Fantastic days, really fantastic days. So I could tell you lots more, but I just wanted to give you a flavor of some of the things that are going, going on. Um, if you have a young person in schools, in secondary schools, chances are STEP will be working in your school, and if they're not, and you're keen for them to, Again, come speak to me. Uh, we'd love to have opportunities there. But there's also other local ministries as well of this church. And um, I want to just spend a, a few minutes now just uh, interviewing a few people um, who are part of a, a local uh, ministry in this church. So could I invite uh, Jill, Leslie, Mandy, and Cheryl to come join me if they're here? If they, could they come up? Can we give them a round of applause as they come as well? Come stand here, guys. Don't be shy. Or you're going to surround me. But it's like, okay, you're going to make me move. That's, that's fair enough. Okay, so I'm just going to ask these guys um, really simply three questions. What are they doing? Why do they do it? And one quick story. So, Jill, can I start with you? Is that okay? So, Jill, what are you involved with? Um, I'm involved... Oh, you're holding it. Okay. <laughs> um, be Restored, which is um, a ministry for people wanting to seek healing or restoration and, and breakthrough in various areas of their life. And most recently, we've been running the Living Free course. That's it. Why do you do it? Why do I do it? Um, I have a real passion to see people um, whole, healed, delivered, um, and just living in the freedom and in God's purpose for them. And for Satan's lies to be revealed and for God's truth to be imparted. That's what I'm passionate about. So. Fantastic. And could you just share one story of anything that's kind of, you've noticed God done in that? Um, yeah, there's... A general theme, I suppose. Um, it's been brilliant to pray with people um, who have been able to find the root to some of their, their difficulties. And the most important thing is for them to be to know that they have the power um, through Jesus to be able to pray about their issues and, and bring healing. So. Fantastic. Thank, thanks, Joel. That's absolutely fantastic. Um, we're going to save applause for the end, if that's okay. And we're going to go with Leslie. That's, it's all right. Do you want to come up next? Um, Leslie, tell us something that you're involved with. Uh, so... Uh, I'm involved in Friday Night Fun, which basically means I come down on a Friday night and hang out with a load of other young people like myself. Um, <laughs> and uh, 
yeah, so what we do on a Friday night is they've got, uh, you know, we have milkshakes and um, we've got the Wii and air hockey and table tennis. They all play all of that sort of stuff and I talk to them and chat and stuff and it's a really great time, so. Why do you do it? Uh, the simple answer is because you asked me if I would. <laughs> but, um, but it's a bit more complicated than that. So I'd, I'd been helping another youth club and I decided it was time to retire, so I decided to take a step back and you asked me, uh, and I, know, I knew instantly and unequivocally that it was God speaking to me through you, but I said I'd think about it. <laughs> and, and then, as I tend to normally do, I had a bit of a Jonah moment after, I'd, after you'd said, and I actually thought, maybe, maybe it isn't actually God. Maybe I just think it is, and Tim will forget all about it, and he won't ask me again. And of course, then you invited me to a meeting, and... Then I realized that I was right the first time and God was really asking me to do this. So I thought I'd obey for once. It makes a change, I suppose. <laughs> I do just love authenticity and being real. Um, and yeah, just tell us one thing, one thing from so far. Has it been running? It's interesting because I was thinking about this and I actually thought back to something that happened at a previous youth club. And if you don't mind, I'm going to talk about that. Um, so... Quite a long time ago, I, I was helping another youth club, and, and somebody came to me and said that she'd like to come and help, but she didn't really like children. And she was really good with older people, um, but, but children weren't her thing. So she came along, and we used to do this God slot at the beginning, and the first thing that happened was we were talking to these kids, and, and one of them was a bit of an older teenager. I must say the kids we have here are wonderful, they're charming, they're very polite, but... but and some come from, the, from this church and some come from other places. But this particular youth club, we had a lot of unchurched kids. And, and during this God slot, she was talking to the young, this young person who just constantly swore every second word. He was trying to be very gangster and hip. And, and I'm sitting there trying to remain calm and continue the conversation thinking, she's never going to come again. <laughs> never going to come again. Little, see, that shows how little faith I have. So what actually happened was afterwards she said to me, his language was very colorful. And I thought, that's it, game over. Anyway, she came the next week, and she continued to come. And, and after a few weeks, maybe six weeks or a couple of months, she said to me, she said, it's amazing how God has changed the children. And I thought, that is true, but the God that I serve is a bit of a bargain shopper. He likes a two-for-one deal. And I could see how much he'd changed her. And, and then... And she never, ever once after that told me she didn't like children. And a few years later, um, she was blessed to have a grandson, and she enjoyed bringing up that grandson so much. And it's interesting, because I didn't know what Tim was going to say, but one of the things I think happens with miracles is miracles always affect more than one person, usually two people, but quite often they affect uh, not just the person that's involved, but communities and generations. Fantastic. Thanks, Leslie. Brilliant. So, yeah, come and tell me you're, you don't like children, and we'll find you a place to help out Friday Night Fun. I, we can work with that. It's great. Um, it's fantastic. Okay, uh, Mandy, come talk to us. What do you do? So, every Thursday here at the church, we have a parents and toddler day. Well, it starts at 10, uh, 10.30 till 12. Um, the parents come, relax, have a cup of coffee. The kids go wild. Um, and then the kids have um, some lunch, and then after that we have story time, and then sort of there's sometimes different activities going on as well. Why do you do it? Well, we do it to outreach to the local community, um, just to give the parents some way to come and create sort of a loving, relaxed environment. And uh, one thing you've just seen God doing so far? 
Well, one of the, the mums that um, come regularly to the parents and toddler um, group now comes to the church. Awesome. Fantastic. Brilliant. Really encouraging story. And uh, last but not least, uh, Cheryl, tell us a little bit about what you're involved with. Um, late last year, I trained as a CAP debt coach, um, and I've joined the CAP Debt Centre, which works out of St. Paul's. Um, we respond to people who book appointments, um, they're in sort of usually uncontrollable debt and really need a helping hand, and we go into their homes and work with them. Brilliant. So um, CAP is Christians Against Poverty. Um, if you've not heard of, organis of the organisation, do you find out more? Um, Why do you do it? To, to answer that, I'm just going to share about my two current clients. Um, I do it for the lady that I was able to take into a supermarket and stand next to her and see her reach out for a block of goat's butter. Didn't know it existed, but she has intoler food intolerances and is on a weekly budget of £30 for food. She doesn't get to buy the things she needs. And she looked across at us and said, could I have this as well? Because we were doing an emergency food shop with her. Just the, the look in her eye as, as she could do that. My other client who doesn't know God at this point is um, a mother of, single mother of seven. Eldest is about to have a baby. Father went in um, on Friday for a biopsy. Um, she's trying to handle the parents and everything that's going on there. And she was in court on Thursday non-payment of um, I think a, a TV license I don't know how you do that without God and so I guess I do it because I hope that she will see God and she will find that he can be there with her fantastic can we give these guys a, a big round of applause Yeah, fantastic. Really amazing. Do talk to those folks. Find out more uh, how you can get involved as well. Um, I, I know there's other things as well. I know Nicolene's really keen to uh, start some outreach in terms of uh, some of the elderly in our community. Again, um, good person to speak to. There's football on a Monday night. Speak to me or one of the guys about that as well. Just a group. Go out and play football. Have a great time. But there's community building there. And there's you know people who, know, know, who don't know Jesus yet as part of that group. Um, but we know it's not just about this local community as well. So it's about the whole church, the whole body of Christ. It's not just about what's going on here at Forest Town. You might not know, but Clive is preaching this morning actually in Barnet, at a church in Barnet. And he's going to speak then again in a, a church um, for the North Coast Sopsy uh, Baptist around Luton. And I'd like just to welcome up now uh, Joel and Derek and Annika, um, if, if they can come up now. And they're just going to share a little bit about uh, some of the wider sort of stuff which we might be involved with. So can we welcome those, please? Great, thanks guys. So, Joel, tell us something about what you're involved with. Um, I think prayer has always been something that uh, just naturally um, is something that I love, that I'm passionate about intercession. And um, the, the local church is not just here. We should always have the commitment to our local church, but there is a much bigger picture for Christ, which is the church, everyone. And uh, yeah. So fantastic. So praying for the wider church is one of the things you, you hold. And so... Yeah, why? why? Why do you feel that call to pray for the wider church? I think, I do think every one of us have special uh, friends or places where you have been and people who marked your life in a way or another uh, through blessings. And uh, for me, it's always been exciting to, 
actually keep on carrying these people in prayer. Um, when we first moved to, uh, to the UK, my wife and I, we uh, went to a church called Abbey Road Baptist Church in London. And that was actually years before, that's where I met my lovely wife. That's where uh, our two kids were presented to God. Um, the church actually helped us start our own business at that time, uh, this is 12 years ago. And today uh, we're here, our commitment is to Forest Town Church. But we also carry that love and that passion in praying for the ministry, helping them out, uh, just chatting from time to time. Oh, this song really blessed us in the worship. Have you guys heard of this? And sharing information to see God's kingdom actually come. Brilliant, fantastic. So again, just share, sharing the little things we we have here to bless other communities. It's great to see God, uh, you yeah, know, working through you guys as a couple in that as well. Um, and and Derek, you can tell us a little bit of something you're involved with as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm involved with the feed which runs out of the Vineyard Church on a Monday between 10 and 12. And this is where people in the community who really need help um, just with, with food and also, once again, there's other areas that, that people need help. Once again, CAP is also represented at, through uh, Vineyard in terms of helping people financially. There's food, clothing. And so people come along, um, up to about 90 people um, a week are receiving help in terms of food. Um, from um, from Vineyard, and um, it's just a great place where, where they can actually come to a, a welcoming environment. They can sit around, have tea and coffee with each other, and also access the help that they need during the difficult time. And tell me, so why why are you involved w with Feed? What made you want to get involved? Um, I suppose I sound just in a, I suppose the same way as Cheryl talked about a story. Um, it, I've, uh, I had someone who came through New Hope. I had to meet some of the some of the people from New Hope who I where I work, and uh, I'd met someone who happened to come by feed, who had been through New Hope about a year ago, and uh, I saw him there. He had he had fallen on the, upon tough times. At this very point of time, he's actually living in the back of a van because he has nowhere else to to live, and he spends some time during the day in a shed. Um, and uh, the whole thing was through an un unfortunate circumstance. All his belongings were trapped in a in a house that he was staying and he couldn't get them out. And uh, just through different connections that I have, I was able to get all his belongings, give them back to him, which were so important to him because this is where, this is where his passport was, all his ID, everything that he needed in order to you know, apply for work. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very practical um, way of being able to just show God's love. And he is connected with Vineyard Church now. He's been through their... Um, is it the, you know, the evangelist thing um, in terms of um, just getting to know God. Um, so, yeah, it's a great, uh, a great testimony for that. Fantastic. Thanks. Thanks, Dara. That's fantastic. And we know it's th those are just a couple of things of the wider church. We know it's not just what's kind of going on, if you like, through directly through church ministries. You know, there are various uh, businesses represented uh, here uh, this morning, um, you know, who again trying to work out the gospel values of just in the day to day. We know that, as, as Anne always says, this is half time when we get together to be encouraged. Um, but actually, how we live our lives day to day—that's the real—that's the real mission. That's actually what it's really about. This is to get together to inspire us. So we know that things like Color Me In and Relish Real Burgers, you know, to mention a, a couple, an artisan baker, and loads of different businesses are trying to apply the gospel to what we do every day. And there's you know, lots more I could name that are here. And I just wanted to ask Annika a little bit about, okay, how, what does that look like in the day-to-day -day for her? 
because I'm a dentist. <laughs> um, and to be honest, even dentists detest coming to the dentist um, because you are placed in a position um, where you lie on my chair sunny side up and um, you give me permission and you pay me to violate your personal space <laughs> and to inflict torture that can, that can be beyond your wildest imagination. <laughs> so, um, so why'd you do it? <laughs> because it's the only place anything about me makes sense. Um, and um, I, th I think quite often people who are in severe emotional distress, I, I, I'm, the, I'm the last straw. Um, it's usually this hand holding an inch long needle with anesthetic. That's the last weight that breaks the camel's back. Um, and it's at that point where I hear um, the stories of the businessman who's just been um, diagnosed with a stage four brain tumor or the <coughs> mum with young, two young kids whose husband is now um, taken up in an affair with a pornographic director, but he still comes home and demands all, all his rights as a husband. Um, and that's been going on for a year or two. Um, it's the young dad who has separated from his wife and hasn't seen his son in six months um, because the mum wouldn't allow him to. Um, it's the 80-year-old lady who hasn't been eating and is not putting her heating on because her dog, um, who's about 14, year old, 14 years old, has now been diagnosed with something and needs operation. And when he dies, that's it. Um, that little furball is the only thing that she hasn't got family, she's never had children, then she's really alone. Um, and I think for me personally over the last few years, um, I, found, uh, I know that you can find yourself in a place of despair that's so hopeless and so deep that um, the thought of dying is, is, is comfortable. Um, far more comfortable than the, the terrifying um, prospect of having to face this thing of life. And um, at that point, all I can offer is maybe a hand on a shoulder or hold your hand or a hug. Um, and uh, I've also gathered a small army of, pe of, of people, counsellors, um, barristers that won't rip you off. Um, uh, you know, we've got contacts with Macmillan Cancer, so there's, sometimes there's nothing I can do, sometimes I can give you a number. Um, and one of my, my favourite songs um, says that when life hits you out of nowhere and you leaving you barely holding on, when you're on your knees, and answer seems so far away. When you are tired of fighting, but chained by your control, know that you are not alone, let go, and just be held. And I think for me, in a very practical manner, sometimes, even if you're a Christian, when you're in that place, um, God and what he stands for and what you know about him can become very blurry. Um, and then it's that point where you, you give up hope and you give up despair. And um, sometimes, God just used two arms to hold you for a minute to give you enough hope to carry on until you can feel his arms for yourself. Um, so that's what I do. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Just a number of different ways. And there's the story after story uh, you know, represented here this morning um, we could all share. Um, so I just want to encourage you, uh, in the mission of this church, in being fruitful in life, 
you know, to apply that to wherever you are, your local business, what you're doing. Um, and you've heard some ways that also within this church, are ways you can get connected with, get involved with. If something stirred your heart, I think, yeah, I'd, I'd love to be involved with that. Do speak to someone today. Um, if you'd like to connect with Step at all, um, I'm going to be on the stall outside. After the meeting, when we go for coffee, do come and chat to me. There's um, various things you can connect with us in. You can uh, sign up to receive our prayer updates and our little newsletters, which are fantastic just to see what kind of things are going on in local schools. Here's some of the stories, some things you can pray for. Um, if you're interested in, uh, in financially giving towards the work of STEP, it is a charity supported by uh, generous individuals from churches and churches themselves. Um, so do uh, consider that, please. There's a, a chance to either give a one-off donation or um, to sign up for re to regularly give. And if you're interested in, in, if you have some time, if you're uh, able to offer some time in the week and you would love to, to volunteer with STEP, uh, again, come speak to me. We can kind of look at connecting you with that. But to finish, let me just take you back to Matthew 28 for one moment. Um, I want to just notice one more thing in the passage. Jesus is as has commanded his followers to go and make disciples of, of every nation. I wonder what would have been their motivation. It's a command from their Lord, the one they call Lord Master. But it's more than that as well. Think about how he changed their lives. Think about the fishermen who he called, made disciples, which was just unknown in that culture, simple fishermen. And, and giving them hope and a purpose. Come follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Think about Matthew, the tax collector, Levi, the tax collector, the hated by everybody, his own people and the Romans. How Jesus had transformed his life. Think about the political zealots among the disciples as well. Think about how he transformed all of their lives. As Peter says to him, when, when Jesus asks, he says, Lord, I, you know that I love you. Friends, let this be the same for us. You know, we're, we're not here this morning to say, go do mission, as if putting some kind of ill-fitting clothes on you that you need to go now and wear. No. It all comes, we know, from the inside. As you're worshiping and, and this morning in, in prayer, I just felt that, that a reminder that it all bubbles up, bubbles up from the inside. The love of God, the joy of what he's done for us bubbles up from the inside and then outflows in our lives to others. So that, that's the mission we want here. We're not trying to put anything extra on people's time. We know that there's so, you know, life gets hectic and everything like that. It's got to come from within. So let love, the love of God stir inside you. Remind yourself what he's done for you. Let that be your motivation to share that love with others. And the promise of verse 20 is, is true for us. He says, surely I am with you to the very end of the age. We go in the name and the strength of Jesus. He is with us. He loves us. He's beside us. He's our power, our strength, our comfort, our joy, our peace, and our reason. God bless you. Come and talk to me afterwards. Um, please do. I'm going to hand over to Ant now. Thank you.